Check out the Ringer's new food podcast that's called Ringer Food. It used to be on the House of Carbs feed. House of Carbs is still on there. Joe House is breaking down all the best food delicacies of all the remaining NFL playoff teams. You know what else we have on there? Food news. Juliet Littman, David Jacoby. That's on there too. Check it out. Ringer Food. Listen, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where the Prestige TV podcast is really heating up. We have Euphoria's second episode of season two. That's going up tonight, uh, right? probably uh, a little before this podcast went up. And then Monday, I'm on there talking Yellow Jackets with Joanna Robinson and Melly Rubin. Incredible season finale. This is a really good show. We're going to break down all of our theories, conspiracy theories, predictions for season two, everything else. Then on the rewatchables, Monday night, that's coming as well. And we're doing Miracle because the Winter Olympics is coming. So why not do the movie that was made about the most important, not only Winter Olympics moment in American history, but maybe the most important sports moment of my life. We're going to talk about that, me and Chris Ryan. That is coming on Monday night. Hope you're checking out FanDuel Sportsbook as well. We lost our boost. The bad weather parlay we did on Million Dollar Picks. Pats in uh, an adjusted line under. Uh, not only did that not win, but it got demolished. And it's too bad because the other one we were going to pick was this Chiefs parlay that we did that won. That was six to one. It was Mahomes over, adjusted line for the for the Chiefs, 20 and a half, and then Kelsey to score a touchdown. That was six to one. Should have boosted that one. Live and you learn. Oh, well. Uh, coming up on this podcast, Cousin Sal and I, our teams are gone. Our love for football gambling remains. And we're going to talk about Round one, as well as the round two lines on this feed. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we are taping this. It is... uh, little after 8.15 on Sunday night Pacific time. Two losers are here. Cousin <laughs> Sal, his Cowboys went down today uh, in one of the dumbest games I've ever watched in my life. And last night, my Patriots lost one of 
the worst losses in the history of the Belichick era, if not the worst. But let's start here. Sunday night, Roethlisberger driving for one last, not even to cover the spread. It was to cover every Steelers tease. It was heroic. They're calling timeouts. Yeah. Trying yeah, yeah. to get, just couldn't get it done. Chiefs, Chiefs cover every which way. So we ended with, uh, with another big favorite. The Bucks were an early favorite. And then your team was smack dab in the middle with yet another incredibly memorable Cowboys playoff loss. How do you do it, Sal? Yeah. How do you do it? Uh, first of all, you're right. We should have tempered all these losses with some money at least, right? Well, all we do is money line parlays. The Cowboys 49ers was the game to stay away from and then just put every favorite in the thing. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. There's so much to discuss in that game. And I'm, I'm, uh, I like to think I've matured over the years. I would have been breaking shit around the house. And I think like now I've seen enough TikTok and YouTube videos of like, you know, grown men like uh, smashing their hand through a TV and like um, elderly uh, FS1 correspondents crying, wearing a Cowboys jersey into the camera. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I'll go for a little walk. Remember, you used to go for a walk with the Deuce, right? Yeah. I went yeah, for a the Deuce walk. and I, Deuce and I walked for three hours once after a yeah. Red Sox game. Was it three hours? And yeah. then uh, I just walked to the local uh, the Vons to get um, uh, beans. My wife was making chili. I went with her and that was fine. I used to cry at movies. But then I get home and I see my son who's upset and I've, I've saddled him with this loser team and I've promised I'd take him to a Super Bowl. Eventually, it's going to happen in our lifetime. You and I had plans to go this year. We were talking about it. We wanted odds. We wanted Fandle to boost it 100 to 1. And I was like, I could get over it, but. How much longer do I have with this team? This was the year where the division sucked. The quarterbacks all sucked. Um, the Eagles are going to replenish. They have three first-round picks. They know Hurts isn't the answer. The Giants eventually will get their shit together. Washington, and I'm like, Cowboys may be further than everybody with this garbage head coach and just not being able to put anything together. I'm, I'm Now I'm back to being distraught. Wow, you're in a dark place. That was very reminiscent of me after the Boone home run in 2003. Was it? Yeah. With seeing like mortality for the first time, like really thinking about the finish line and not yeah. getting there. And remember, I couldn't remember I left work the next day. We were working for Kimmel's show. Right. I had to leave to the next day. I, I was there and I left at like two. I was like, I gotta go home. You're very mad. You thought we, you yeah. heard we, uh, we recorded you too, reacting to it. Well, I left. I left yeah. before the Boone home run. I knew yeah, you yeah. were secretly recording me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it, especially you, you have the worst thing, which you, you've passed the Cowboys onto your kids. Like it's a yeah. venereal disease. So at least yeah, one had I not done that, it would have been, uh, it would have been fine. But now I have to answer to that. And it's like, I don't know. I go through different phases. Like, all right, was this team going to win the Super Bowl? No. Uh, all right, we're getting killed. It's 23, seven. We're, we're not going to come back. And then you know how it is. They let you in. It's, it's disgusting how they do it. And the interception with nine minutes left and they close the gap and, they kick a field goal, which actually makes sense at the time. Now we don't need two scores to tie with the two-point conversions. And then that shit, that play at the end, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's... Of the course, draw that every every other team says 18 seconds is the cutoff line, but you guys was, was 14 seconds? Like, there's talk about it online. Like, maybe Kellen Moore designed that play so Mike McCarthy could get fired. Like, yeah, okay, let's go with it. We'll, let's, oh, let's like he snaked him? Yeah, yeah. He like Tom, now, like he's Tom in succession? <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Just puts the hand on the wife's shoulder and that's it. Yeah. We're moving on. But no, like how can you not want two shots at the end? So first of all, it's going to be a Hail Mary-ish pass anyway. Even yeah. if you do down that with two seconds, it'll be a 30-yard or 25-yard Hail Mary. Don't you want two shots at the end zone from the 40? We can go back and back and back and just how nobody gets called for two defensive holding plays on a run 
like this. Uh, yeah. The officiating was really bad, but but that, not not even for that game. I'm not going to cry about the officiating because it was so much worse in so many other games. But um, yeah, <laughs> yes. Jerome Bogart uh, was like, hold on, guys. Jerome Bogart, like, the, here's my thing with the officials. Like, uh, if if you go to every major sports bar in America and you ask, name any referee, it's like, okay, uh, Jerome Bogart, uh, Sean Hockley. That's it. And those Ed, guys should not be Ed working. Hockley. Yeah, yeah and Ed, <laughs> those guys shouldn't be working. I don't care how they grade in an October game, the Colts and Titans. Like, if anybody knows their names, they're NFL serial killers. They shouldn't be allowed to do postseason games. That's That should be the standard, right? It's great. The NBA was like that too. Danny Crawford was the best ref for a while and nobody yeah. knew what his name was for a long time until he right. started feuding with Dallas. Yeah, with your team, it, look, I get the QB draw to take it by surprise, get you 12 yards closer. You had one of the most incompetent good teams week to week that I think I've watched in a while. So the odds of you successfully pulling off a play where your QB has to time it, slide, get the ball, Get everybody lined up. Nobody's going to be offsides, no legal motion, anything like that. And it's just mm. going to all work perfectly in 14 seconds. If that, if FanDuel had had live odds of that, I would have said, <laughs> what, 10 to 1? The seven things that need to happen on this right. play are going to happen for this team, this fucked up Cowboys team that had 14 penalties and sure. a whole bunch of other weird shit going on and weird play calling. And, you know, you, you got a fake punt, you got an interception and... You know, at the, at this time of the game when it looked like the Niners were going to put it away, it was just, it was what we watched all year. The only thing that, the bingo card, the only one that didn't hit was Zerloin made every kick. What were the odds of that? He made I all three kicks. I thought for sure, but I was like, they're going to tie it, but then he's going to miss the extra point. They're going <laughs> right. to kick it to go ahead. The Cowboys the have done point. it. It's 23-0. Yeah. And then he yeah. misses the PAT. Yeah. I was actually waiting for that. Oh, but no, yeah. So I think that play, no, go for two passes from there. That's it. Two yeah. Hail Mary-ish passes from 35 or 40. That's your best bet to score. Maybe you get a penalty or something too. But if you're going to do that play, run 10 yards. Don't run 30 because you're going to get up and you're going to look back and there's going to be four 300-pound dopes trying to catch up to the line of scrimmage and three even slower referees or officials that need to down this ball. And I love that physically. That it was like a like a like an actual incident. <laughs> like they bumped right. into each other. Like that was that. But no, well, I, it just thank God we had Romo. Yeah. Thank God Romo yeah. was doing the game because if if that had been Drew Brees, we never would have known what would have happened. <laughs> but Romo had it immediately. He's like, the Empire's got to touch the ball. Right. They, he's got to get in here and try to get it, and he couldn't get it. And that's it why yourself. he bumped into to Dak. Dak should have known. It just sucks. Look, They're running. It's the and perfect now, like, way for the game, then. Yeah. I mean, we had one yard rushing in like an hour into the game. It's just a dumb, dumbass team that I think it scored over 500 points. Only two teams have been eliminated in this round, having scored 500 points. And of course, mine's uh, one of them. Disgusting. Well, and then on the flip side, you have the Niners who are just dominant in the first half and right. settling. There's one field goal they settled for when it was 13 nothing, And I'm, for the most part, like, take the points if it's smart. But mm -hmm. if you have a chance, you know, they, I, I think it's situational. I hate when they do the uh, all the numbers. It's like, oh, there's 56% chance or 54. Right. I, the situation has to matter. I felt like they could get a yard on you anytime they wanted in that game. And he kicked the field goal. It was 13 nothing. He came right back down. Yep. And it felt like they left the door open for you. But then you couldn't kick it down. Niners in control late Jimmy G the pick you knew was you how long were you waiting for that pick Two well hours? he had one you I mean it's a get out of jail free card right you could just yeah. use it whenever you want so okay this is a this is a nice time left nine you knew it was coming yeah. yeah he overthrew somebody earlier he was good in that game but he'll have like the three terrible passes yeah but then Shanahan punts 
Mm-hmm. What was that? Midway through the fourth quarter when he was over midfield. Oh, no, right. he was at. Yeah, yeah, he was over midfield. He punts. I thought that was going to go back to haunt him. It doesn't. Then they come back down. They can put the game away. Mm-hmm. And it's fourth and inches. They get a they get a movement penalty on yeah, fourth yeah. and inches. Yeah, they, when all you have to do is just sneak six inches. Right. So I was getting like as a Pats fan the twenty eight to three Falcons flashbacks. It was like maybe this is Shanahan's just the biggest loser we've ever had as a coach. By the way, but, Quinn's on Quinn's on the other side. So right, the Cowboys, yeah, they so, yeah, they canceled each other out. Yeah. But yeah, so it was. I I tweeted this with two minutes left. It became a game that you felt like whoever lost was going to be absolutely catastrophically devastated. And it ended up being your team. But if the Niners lose that, I actually think it's like 20% worse. I think it's worse, yeah. Yeah, because they were up big and they deserve to win. Look, I'm not going to cry about the refs in that game. They ran all over. Steve Samuel had seven yards of carry. Like, it was crazy. He should touch the ball every single time. I know. That's the guy. I mean, can you imagine? We we talk about Kittle. Kittle had one reception, probably only like two or three targets the whole game. It doesn't even matter. They have like five playmakers. And Jimmy G... Not even spectacular numbers. If you told me it was 16 for 25 for 172 and an interception, I'd be like, oh, how much did we win by? You know? Uh, but right. I don't know. They did enough. They're just a weird, weird team. And uh, I don't know. We'll talk about next week's games. But well, my he God, disappointing. He, he had some big third down throws. Kittle was weirdly invisible. They didn't go to him that much. It was almost mm-hmm. like they were using him more as a blocker. I mean, the I had a lot of stuff on the Niners. I'm not going to lie. And... And I didn't tell you because, you know. What? Yeah, I'm no. sorry. Um, it's all right. When Someone's got to make out of it. Yeah. Bosa, Bosa went down. Then Warner went Bosa down. Bosa and Warner. Yeah. And oh, at geez. that point, I was they like, wow, this game. is this is lined up for the all-time Dallas comeback. And I was thinking about, do I live bet this and try mm-hmm. to offload some of some of my uh, my Niners worries? But uh, it felt like if that game was one more quarter, you probably win by 10. So that's yeah. silver lining. Yeah, that's good. That's good. They just they should make them longer, longer, longer games. That's all. Yeah, five quarters. When they cut to McCarthy during a playoff game like that, and he's just staring out onto the field like somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. know where he left his car in a garage. <laughs> like what? What? What are the emotions that run through knowing that that's your caretaker for your playoff destiny? I wish they wouldn't do it. I used to get that way with the Jones family when they cut to the Jones family. I'm like, cut it out. This is a jinx. And then it's like, oh, they have to show something, right? They have to show the yeah. sidelines, right? Um, maybe if you know, Roma was dating Carrie Underwood, otherwise they would show her. Like, well, I guess they have to show something. And w- one of the misfits here, and it has to be Mike McCarthy, who's just not prepared. And even at 23 7, I was like, oh, I want to blame McCarthy for some time management thing or something. It's like, oh, yeah, what about all these penalties? This is. Like pre-snap penalties is a great sign of your team is just horribly coached, and um, there it was. It didn't even have to be, and then and of course the game at the the play at the end was terrible too. But no, I, yeah, I that was thought, the coup de gras. I thought it'd be next week. I'm like, oh, we got one with Shanahan against McCarthy. That's not too bad. We can win that matchup. Everything else equal. But I thought it'd be next week that he screwed it up. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I mean, they're they're all uh, despicable characters, honestly. Can we stop with the Kellen Moore? What coaching job is he going to get? Yeah. Like, why don't why don't you go into these games the same way the Niners go into games with Debo Samuel, where they're just like, mm-hmm. this guy's getting touches. We're getting right. this guy the ball. He's leaving this game. He's going to touch the ball 12 to 15 times. Yeah. CD had, didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. I know. I mean, he, he had a couple fair catches on punts, but it's just so that weird that 
Yeah. You have like these weapons that you're not necessarily using. And we should talk about the Dak thing really quickly. I mean, that interception he had was a killer. I don't, mm. it was like, like a B minus C plus game from him, but they needed him to be at least very good in that game. And he sure. was not. Yeah, it's so frustrating because he is, he showed, he looks like one of the best a lot of times, you know? Yeah. And then he just can't get it done in a game like this. And uh, I don't know, it would help that if they could run, right? They were always better when Zeke was able to run. And then Zeke said today he, um, was playing with a torn, partially torn PCL. I don't know what Ooh. week he was talking about. What What is the PCL? <laughs> to, I don't know. From 2020? Yeah, is that about September, the third week? Third, <laughs> week three? Uh, what's he talking about? Uh, yeah, here. Uh, so uh, that explains it. Yeah, that's great. Well, you also had the Jerry World Stadium. You had the glaring sunlight at one point, <laughs> and then you had the punt hit the, hit the scoreboard, which is yeah. always fun. And, if that was a Tampa Bay baseball playoff game, that ball's live. We're just going to get it. But right. we, we had the rare do-over. I didn't know they... I don't remember the do-over rule, but... Uh, Isn't that, that weird? Isn't that very, very weird? That's a do-over. And I guess I've, I've ta- we have some Cowboys friends who are older, you know, back when the stadium was built. They say, that was Jerry's thing. That was his mandate. It's like, all right, it's got to be a do-over if it's a scoreboard. Because he wanted like a, a curtain to come on over it during punts. <laughs> yeah. And the league said, no, no, no. That thing stays if it goes down at all, the curtain. So it's it a tough. Stupid. It's a tough day for him. I This isn't worthy of a turning the camera on Kyle moment, but uh, I, I was thinking about the Cowboys like today in that game, how, and I know every, I know Twitter, there's not everybody on Twitter, but it was such a fun social media game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching. It's the biggest audience you're going to have. People are either right. on text threads or they're on Twitter or they're on Reddit. Oh, or then wherever there's the Nickelodeon thing. You got the slime. Yeah, you got the Nickelodeon thing going. Audience, yeah. Everyone's experiencing all the good and the bad and the bizarreness of this team over the course of three and a half hours. You're just getting the full package. And I was thinking, like, the Cowboys when we were growing up in the 70s, you had Dallas, the TV show. You yeah. had all these famous stars that the Cowboys had, right? Like Staubach and Dorsett mm-hmm. and Drew Pearson and T- Two Tall Jones. And they were just this larger life team. Yeah. You had the cheerleaders. And then cheerleaders. You had the, cheer- the cheerleaders yeah. go on Love Boat. And right. it was just this, this, they just felt like bigger than a football team. Debbie does eight, Dallas. Debbie does Dallas. You had a great porn movie <laughs> and a whole porn series come out of it. Then in the 80s, yeah, it's kind of the reckoning, which is a little mirrored like America, like the 80s. By the end of the 80s, it's a little bit mm-hmm. of a reckoning for us as a superpower. The Cold War dies and the Cowboys are kind of dead. Then the 90s, they come back and they become, what did I write? Oh, new billionaire owner. Right. They they win some Super Bowls. They figure out how to rig the salary cap their way and they figured out the system. And then over in the late 90s into the 2000s, now they've kind of morphed into whatever this is, which has really been the same situation now for two plus decades where it's like everybody talks about them all the time. They haven't yeah. even made, have you made an NFC title game since 1995? I don't think you have. It's been a long time. No. Um, you have this new state-of-the-art stadium. You have one of the most powerful owners. You, you're just in the mix in all these different ways. And then it all culminates in these playoff games where everybody's experiencing it at the same time, wondering, wow, what a fucking messed up franchise this is. I don't know what your out is because it's not like Jones is going to sell. <laughs> out, I'll jump off well, the roof. What I was thinking, I, I have the guy. I think you hire Brian Flores. Oh, I think he's really good. I was wildly impressed by him as the Dolphins coach. You bring him in. He's a real coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll fight with Jerry a little, but maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need like a Billy Barton, George Steinbrenner. You need like the coach who's not going to take shit, who's not, yeah. like a, not like a patsy. He's not freaking maybe. Lee Harvey Oswald. 
It bones me out because I think the thing you added or could have added to, they now play in a division that sucks. It was heralded right. for so many years. All those errors you talked about, dude, so many great and important rivalries, and there's nothing like that anymore. And it, whereas these other three teams are trying to find their footing, Dallas should be dominating. Well, I don't know what you want to do with all that information. You're going to make another music box out of it? I don't, but no, I, I, I just <laughs> think you need you need to hire somebody Flores. who's a kick-ass. It's a kick-ass GM or a kick-ass coach. But the whole thing of Jerry being in charge of everything, and now, how old is the guy now? Is it in his mid-70s? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, his 70th was uh, like three years ago. Yep. Yeah, and they definitely blew the McCarthy. I don't hiring. think they're doing it, though. Honestly, I think they, as long as he's around, they're going to have a, a hire like this. Well, we're going to be here a year from now, and you're going to have that sad book on your face. Yeah. All right, let's talk and about I, your I'm going to have the sad Yeah, let's do that. We'll take a break, and then we'll talk about the pets. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man... Why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simply safe with two eyes, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like simply safe. So Cowboys Niners quickly. Oh. The, just the, the Niners. No, we were piece. done. We were just done no, with the, that. The Niners piece, because I thought the winner of that game, I said on Thursday's pod, I think the winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. And I picked really? the Niners, the Niners to win. If Bosa, you know, this game's going to be on Saturday, it looks like. So he's six Saturday days night. to recover from a head injury. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have Warner. I don't know what it's, whether he's going to be hobbled. And I wonder now, do I like them as much? Especially, like, if you're the Niners and you're a Niners fan, do you feel better, worse, or the same than you did 24 hours ago? Because I think the fans probably feel a little worse. The team's not as healthy. But on the right. other hand, you got through it and you gutted out this ugly, but you won, you advanced. Now you're going to Lambeau. And they're a really nice matchup against the Packers. Like, they're going to be able to run the ball and move the ball in their defense. I guess. They play like they did today. They're not winning that game. And then I think at, at night in Lambeau, I mean, if, if you ask Green Bay, and they may have actually done this, when do you want to play this team? Like, well, we're obviously at home. Let's play Saturday night. Like, was, wouldn't that be perfect? Yeah. That's the perfect spot for them here at Green Bay. I, I know what you're saying. 
Uh, well, Saturday night yeah. against a team that played five and a half days earlier. Mm-hmm. That's the other piece of it, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it is a nice spot for the Packers and the Titans were the other one. The two one seeds really lucked out this year with this mm-hmm. seven team system because the Titans end up somehow avoiding Buffalo and Kansas City, who I think are the best two teams. You in know, the, the obvious thing to can I play devil's advocate against 99 percent of football watchers and fans who hate yeah. the seven team and hate the 14 teams. And hate, I like, like it. I just it the it's kind of just you. sucked the way it went out. I like I'm it, with though. you. Yes. First of all, wh- how great is it that we have, except that it screws up guess the lines, we're going to have a Monday night playoff game. That's fun. That's yeah. fun as shit. Secondly, I get it. The Eagles were atrocious and the Steelers were bad too. Uh, maybe even atrocious as well. Uh, but we got unlucky with the seven seeds. It could have easily did. been, it could have been the Titans as a two seed, which it should have been, had the Chiefs held on against the Bengals. And it could have been the Chargers as a seven. How great would that yeah. have been? That would have been a good game, right? That would perfect would have perfectly fine game. So I, I don't know. You just got stuck with bad quarterbacks and Hertz and Roethlisberger for the seven seeds. But I think there's enough good quarterbacks that there's going to be now six is probably enough. But I don't mind the set. Everybody's killing the seven teams. My God, we're going to have a playoff game tomorrow night. I'm pro seven. I just think it was unfortunate how it worked this year. Right. Really, the Saints should have been the seventh team. If Jameis does get hurt, mm-hmm. they're in that game. Now you have Sean Payton as the seventh seed and. You know, maybe the Niners move up, but they, the Eagles were the one that I just I couldn't I couldn't understand it. That line moved a point and a half today. I'm well, not saying I'm right all the time, but in that one, I was like, wow! It's just because Leonard Fournette's out. Is it because of Fournette? A point like and a half. Yeah, that was the only scratch. Really, everyone freaked out. Let's talk about my terrible team. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to start with Buffalo because that was one of the best offensive games I've ever watched. And Why? Because they didn't punt? They just yeah, scored touchdowns or kneeled? That was the only way to they, end the drives? <laughs> they completely destroyed us. They broke us. Yeah. I'm wondering, Josh Allen now, and I don't know what championship belt title this is, mm-hmm. but his best game, I think, is better than anyone else's best game, including Mahomes. When he plays oh, like that yesterday, yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think it's possible for him to lose. If he's going to run like that, and throw with that kind of confidence and be as accurate as he was. Yeah. There's honestly no way to defend him. I don't know what the answer is. So I think he took the title. I also think he's very close to taking the, I stupidly bet against this guy. And now he's murdering me in this playoff game title. Oh, interesting. Which remember like Rogers had that for a while. Peyton Manning had that for a while. Mm -hmm. Brady obviously had that, but that's, I, I, I did feel like he was getting there or door B is my team is just bad. And they and one of the playoff manifesto rules is don't overreact to the team that looked awesome last round. Mm-hmm. Do you think Buffalo was just the team that we're going to overreact to, but they're not as good as they looked in round one? Well, they for sure have uh, right. No, no teams as good as or bad as they looked the week before is what what you say. But uh, they were for sure the best best performing team of the weekend. No, no question about it. Josh Allen. Maybe the best, forgetting about cold weather. Remember when we sat down to analyze this? You called me like yeah. Thursday. I'm like, oh, there's going to be no point scored. I had an adjusted under 55 and a half. I was like, this is so easy. This is so yeah. damn easy. And he went nuts. I don't remember a better, even cold weather performance. I was looking back at like Favre. He beat, he beat yeah. Seattle in an NFC championship, but it was like 25 degrees. It was zero. That ball was a rock. And he did everything he wanted with it. He threw, obviously ran. He felt like he had like a, three extra yards on the sideline where he could tiptoe just running the ball. Like he was phenomenal. And I think we'll, they'll be overvalued just a tiny bit. 
going to KC and Arrowhead. Um, I'm not saying they're going to lose that game, or they 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 should, but um, yeah, I think they'll be overvalued just a bit. But you can't say enough about that performance, right? Here's why I'm a I'm actually a believer, and it's not just because they beat my team. I think fundamentally they changed who they were and how they operate that offense after mm-hmm. that cold weather game. And the key, I was watching when it happened, wondering, t- following it away, and I don't think I was the only one. That Tampa game was after that Pats win game when it seemed like the Pats had broken them a little psychologically. They get blown out in the first half by the Bucks. They come out in the second half and they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. We're just, this is, Alan, you, we're living or dying with you, but you're going to have the ball every play doing whatever and you're in shotgun and do your thing. And I think they discovered who they were in that second half. And, you know, I was going to that playoff game. I was hoping it was going to be freezing cold, which mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it was as cold as two degrees is supposed to be because there's no wind. Well, you're right. I was just going to say the wind usually comes with so it. That so that was my valuable lesson. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, so you need the wind chill for it to be, mm-hmm. even though you could see everyone's breath, it's just, it was just cold, but it wasn't like, Eat, like you couldn't function cold. Yeah. But I was praying like, please, they ha- let's have them have the quarter where they just hand the ball off and they try to, and no, he was in shotgun, guys spread, just surveying it. And it's like, oh, everyone's covered. I'll run for 20 yards. They mm-hmm. score right away. We have, you know, we have Bolden drops that pass, which was awful. And then great pick. They come back down, they score 14, nothing. We get the ball back. Harris, third and three, sweep to the left. All he has to do is beat the linebacker. Yeah. Has the ball in the wrong hand, goes out of bounds, doesn't get the first down, and Belichick fucking punts. Yeah. And this is like the fourth time this season where we had this moment where it's like, do you believe in this team? Do you believe in this quarterback? And every time he's like, I actually don't. Let's punt. Mm-hmm. And I that was it. They went down. It was 21 nothing. And I thought the Pats quit after that. I, I didn't think they wanted to be out there. That was an, a, an indictment on Mac Jones, I think, a little bit. Just a tiny bit. And it, and it sucks because you should be able to analyze this Bills-Patriots game for 15 minutes and not even me- mention Mac Jones for the first 12 because it really wasn't his fault. And, you know, I thought he was good. I, for what he, he is, fine. I thought he was good in that game. Yeah. He's a rookie. You know, Absolutely it was fine. Definitely not his fault at all. They ran through your defense. I mean, you got so yeah. this guy like Singletary now has almost 300 yards in the last three games. You talk about how they have a new look and everything, and a, a new purpose. They're running the ball better. This uh, Isaiah McKenzie is coming out of nowhere, making big plays. So yep. yeah, this is the new Bills you have to deal with. Not the Josh Allen struggled with the Jaguars um, Bills that uh, we saw. I don't know, like six weeks ago. The, so yeah, yeah they're they peaking, the ability- at the, peaking at the best time. I think out of any of the teams. Yeah, they have the ability to ratchet it up when they need to. And Singletary was better than either Patriot running back. From a skill position standpoint, it was really sobering, right? I like Mac. I think I think he's the best of the five rookie quarterbacks. Lawrence will pass him because he's more talented. But right now, you have to feel best about his rookie season. And he's going to be good. And you we're going to be able to win playoff games with him. But from a skill position standpoint, mm-hmm. the Bills were like significantly better. I mean, it's not even close. And then you think like, all right, well, at least we had the Belichick defense. That was what I said to you last week. Every time they needed to stop all season, they couldn't get it. The linebackers looked really, really, really slow. And I think we're in this situation now where it feels like there's going to be this shift from the Belichick era. Like you think about the guys from that second, the three Super Bowls they won the second time around. I think all those guys are going to be gone. Like he, this could be the end for Devin McCourty. 
this Gilmore's yeah. already gone. Matthew Slater might be on the edge. James White might be on the edge. Hightower, who was too slow all year. And I think we're going to be looking at 2022. And it's just like none of these guys were on the Super Bowl team except for like five. Can I tell you what you it. guys need? Like just from watching them and watching the game and watching them Better in the players? 70s, 80s, and 90s. No, Brian Flores. Why didn't you have Brian Flores coach your team? I would see, love you don't it. Like, Can, you don't like it. You don't like it when I see no, it. No. <laughs> if we could bring him back and he gets promised a job in two years, I have real questions for how Why long two Belichick years? can go Why, here. Yeah. Put him right in now. He's 70. This was the sloppiest Patriots team we've had. I mm -hmm. also think we've had a lot of coaches get poached and you look like the special teams coach was terrible this year. Belichick's son is the defensive coordinator. Right. Gerard Mayo the, was the linebackers coach. He was like mm -hmm. allegedly this hot prospect. Our linebackers got destroyed. How is he a hot prospect after that game? Yeah, I think you have to come back, Mayo. But uh, I just like, we're, it's totally flipped where we're in this division now with this guy who, if you're going to say, let's, let's draw straws, who do you want for the next 15 years? It's Allen or Mahomes, right? Yeah. And who would you take between Allen and Mahomes? I think I would probably take Allen because I think he's more durable. Uh, he's like know. a year younger. Yeah, but here's the thing. Two years one, of these, one of these years, and maybe next year, someone gets in Allen's ears. Like, okay, you know how you like to run with the ball? You, you got to stop that now. You know how it is. We watch these quarterbacks. It happens to all of them, right? All the running quarterbacks all of a sudden decide to, you know, once on a third and three, they'll take the, uh, you know, the bootleg right or something. That'll do it. But that's what I worry about with Josh Allen. It even happened to Mahomes. He, ran, he used to run a lot more than he does. Can I flip that, though? Well, he's a year younger than Mahomes. Yeah. I think he's like one of those LeBron type guys. Really? He's just built differently. Yeah, Mahomes is built in a way that if people land on him, they're going to be injuries, which we've already seen. Mm -hmm. Allen's like, wait, he's 6'5", 240? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, you're right. It's a, it's, it's, it's not yeah, an six, five, awesome support. sport to take hits. But Jesus, it seems like the other guy is in worse shape after the hits with him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I scream at Dak all all for three hours, like just take it yourself. And ironically, he took it himself and and took more daylight than he needed to to end that game. But yeah, I don't know. Hey, don't forget the Dolphins could go after Deshaun Watson too. Then what? Then you're in the worst division for that. It sounds like there's a lot of different reports that that was really Flores driven, and now that Flores yeah. is out of the equation, they're not interested. Well, right. I'll tell you this. We won six Super Bowls. So we had an unbelievable run. Oh, here we run. go. I knew this was going to happen. We had an unbelievable run. I have no idea why the team peaked in November and why mm -hmm. they went in a complete tailspin. But you go back and you look at the opponents and the situations and they mm -hmm. got to play Tennessee with all their skill guys and they got to play, you know, Buffalo in the crazy win game. And it, it was right. just a pretty flimsy record. And same for your team. Your All best right. two wins were like, you know, you barely scratched them out. And then we saw again, like your team was pretty, uh, had some warts. Listen, I don't have the energy to convince you that yours was the worst playoff team this year, but fine. You, <laughs> you believe what you want. You lost. I mean, you should have lost by 60. It was, it was uh, dismay. And the interesting thing was be, having been on the other side of those games. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, I remember the Chargers game a few years ago in the win, but we, we scored, we, I think we scored on like the first five drives or something. Right. And the Chargers are like valiantly trying to come back and you know it's over and you're like, ah, Phil Rivers, good luck. And yeah. now you're the Phil, in the Phil Rivers spot. You're like, ah, what are yeah. we doing? We're down, we're down 35 points. This sucks. Could the game just end? Uh, speaking of uh, 
washed up. I don't know if the Pats are washed up, but we know Big Ben is. Mm. He finished his career. So is he the most washed up star quarterback you've seen? I'm going to give you some candidates. Yeah. Brett Favre's last season, 2010, 11 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 69.9 QB rating. Peyton Manning, 2015, wins the Super Bowl that year. He, that was the noodle arm year. Nine touchdowns, 17 picks, 67.9 rating. Mm-hmm. Ben this year was 22 TDs, 10 picks, uh, 35.8 QBR. Actually, had a lower QBR than those other Lower his yards. It, he ended up with a ton of, like, it, it was like around 4,000. Yeah. See, but, it, it, it's, it's but weird. New with rules, him. though. Yeah, you can't, I, I can't, you can't remember, compare. But I also can't remember. First of all, I know this was the template. Like, all right, let Ben play one more year. I know this was the Steelers were thinking maybe he could have a Peyton Manning year where they win in spite of him, right? Like, that's what he yeah. did when he beat that the, was the goal. Panthers. Like, that was it. Yeah. Um, but you look at those numbers. First of all, that I, I, I went over and I would, that my biggest bet this week was Chiefs' first half minus six and a half. Like, the Steelers' mm. first half points were um, three ten miraculously against the the Browns three zero three zero zero three with their first half like they're out of every game in the first half except when they play a a broken down another quarterback like Baker Mayfield right. or whoever the Ravens are putting out there I was like this is this is the easiest bet so I don't know because there's a ton of garbage yards in those Ben stats so I don't even know how to com- You're right. compare them. Well, to, the, the QBR does a good job of. Getting yeah. that out. That's why his is lowest. There's, so there's three more. Marino in 99. Remember that? Sure. When Don 12 Chula TDs, yeah. 17 picks. He beat Seattle mm-hmm. in a game that I bet on Seattle that I'm still bitter about because it was like, oh my God, last chance to bet against broken down Marino. Right. And he somehow pulls it out. And then the next week they lost to Jacksonville like 60 to three or something like that. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you got that. Jim Kelly in 96, who was an underrated, this guy's washed up go against him guy. He was... Mm-hmm. 14 TDs, 19 picks that year. And then your guy Aikman in 2007 TDs, 14 picks. The difference with all that was that a stuff, terrible. The, that, that, was that was just an outlet pass to Moose Johnston every yeah. single, like 14 times a game. That was awful. And he had had like six concussions at that yeah. point. So every right. time he got hit, you were worried. I actually thought that was the saddest of all the washed up guys because he had had the concussion thing too. But I yeah. think, I think Ben's actually second. Like he, Pretty much 50% of the time could not complete a pass for more. I mean, he was, those deep passes tonight, they're sailing over guys, behind guys. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that they didn't try to get somebody better than him because I actually didn't think their team was bad. I don't know if they would have won the Super Bowl, but. Yeah, their defense was worse than, because, you know, they have some stars on defense, Hayward and, and Wad. Right. Kind of like you love them, but they were like 30 second in the league against the run and they weren't as, uh, weren't as dominant as like even two or three years ago when they did that what was it, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph experiment? Right. So I think that's what they're hoping for this year. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know. I, you know, Ben is done, but I'm not sure uh, who ends up there. Like, you're not going to draft. I have a feeling they do something stupid. Not, not even How'd like you- bringing in Russell Wilson in, like something, someone we don't even know. Maybe I know you like like Minshew, but I could see like something like that being the solution um, temporarily. I wouldn't mind that. I How'd know. you do with your bets this weekend? Uh, I, I uh, went, you know, after I got slaughtered yesterday and then I went big on, like I said, that Chiefs first half and then I went Chiefs. <laughs> it was like minus 240, but Chiefs bucks money line parlay. What'd you? Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It was awful. I had, I brought the Raiders up to seven and a half oh, and parlayed them you. with the Chiefs money line. Oh, nice. So that's, a, yeah. that's somehow miraculous one. But yeah. 
I talked myself into the cold weather Pat scenario because I wanted <sighs> to put some action on it. So How many I points had did the, you take? Uh, oh, I had I I teased them with the under, and then I teased them with the Bucks. So I lost two. So I I was came out of Saturday losing. Mm-hmm. Came back, I was like, "Fuck this!" Did Bucks tease with a couple things. Did Niners money line. Did a Niners Bucks Chiefs money line. And then uh, did a Chiefs Bucks tease. So everything hit. So it was, that, yeah. it was like my first day in a while that I was like, nice. wow, I actually went on my bets. Well, we should. <laughs> what the like, hell? I think it's important to take one thing from every year and say, all right, I'm never doing this again. Or I'm not going to do yeah. this as much. The cold weather thing is definitely something like I'm out. cold weather not, does yeah. not equal under. And guess what? Vegas is way ahead of us. They know that it's going to snow. They see all the plows and they see all the other shit, too, that we see. So, um by yeah, the way, that, I was arguing with Warren Sharp about that all week because he mm-hmm. was like the the last twenty games under twenty degrees, like fifty eight percent of them of the over is covered and still over. I was yeah. like, yeah, but it's gonna be minus two. It's gonna be cold, <laughs> and but it really comes down. There has to be the wind chill. It yeah. has to end up looking like that Seahawks Vikings game from six years ago, where you're worried about people just dying in the stands. It's so cold. That Buffalo game was not like that. Yeah, so, well, everybody's terrified to do anything but hand off. Right. That's that's yeah. what you need. We didn't have that at all. Yeah. The bummer for me was I feel like I had the Raiders game right. And yeah. just for like million dollar picks, I took the Raiders. It was like plus five and a half. They had a chance to, you know, they had the chance to tie at the end. I actually think they would have gone for two mm-hmm. if they had uh, gotten the touchdown. No, to it didn't matter anyway. It. We were getting yeah. we were getting six and a half, second, seven and a half, well, whatever had, it was. Yeah. I had Raiders money line parlayed with the uh with an adjusted over of like fifty four. Mm-hmm. So I was rooting for for the Raiders tip, but I still feel like that was the right pick. You think like they get this crazy extra four points because of an inadvertent whistle, which was one of the worst announcing moments I think we've had in a few years <laughs> in a football game where everybody's like, you and I and, and House and Hench were all texting during the break. Like there was a whistle. We're all rewinding it. Yeah, yeah there's a whistle. Everybody stopped, which is right. And the Tariko stopped. Yeah. And then 15, what, 12, 11, 12, 15 minutes pass. And commercial they come out of commercial. Yeah. And three goes like, hey, so we're a little concerned about that. T-. And they go through and it's and they bring in Terry <laughs> McCall. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't a touchdown. The play should, Once the whistle, the play is immediately dead. There's no touchdown. And should all of us are like, yeah. what? And, yeah. and of course, Breeze is just sitting there going, yeah, well, sure. Not as fine as I honestly moment. don't know I- why he's there. I got to say, I think Romo did a, a disservice to everybody a little bit. Not that he was the first quarterback, you know, Sims and so many others before him. But Romo, I think, made everybody think they could be good at it because they're the field general. And that's why the breezes of the world are where they are. So thanks a lot, Tony. You got to listen to well, Drew Breeze. I was texting Brian Curtis about it because we were talking about Jason Witten versus Breeze. Mm-hmm. And Witten was just awkward. Like he actually made you uncomfortable. Breeze doesn't make me uncomfortable. He just like didn't have anything to say. And Tariko was, yeah, you know, really trying to set him up and pull stuff dumb. out of him. And he's kind of dumb. And yeah. he did, yeah, he didn't have much to say. I I feel bad, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. But when you're broadcasting a game, we're relying on you to tell us what's going to happen, and and you can't just be like, oh, Raiders, you know, they you're gonna try to get the ball out of bounds and try to move the ball down here and. You know, it's like, I know that. I watch football every week. Well, Bring especially me something. With that Tell whistle. me something. Especially with that whistle. Don't both of you leave everybody hanging with that. And I, I don't know. I go, yeah, I was getting killed on Twitter for it because I was making fun of it. And you and I were both making fun of Tariko. But then I'm thinking, well, if the defender didn't quit on it, 
if the defender actually didn't quit on it and it was really a touchdown, then the Bengals would have gotten screwed by stopping that, right? But I'm not yeah. 100% sure that the defender, if you look at it, number 15, he, he has his hands by his side. He doesn't even make an attempt to go after the ball. I don't no, know, he nobody, completely stops. Nobody yeah, asked him. Did anybody ask him about it yet? Like, I, I, fe I felt stopped. like he stopped, right? So, yeah. He did. It was a bad call. Yeah. And there, but, so, but, but the explanation was from the referees after the game was that the whistle happened after the play. And it's like, well, that's just not true. That's just absolutely not true. Say what you want, but accept that. I thought Pitboss Rich, <laughs> um, it, it, uh, don't it does seem like he's coming back. I'm going to really miss him. Yeah. The spike. Don't spike the ball. So Carr's, well, Carr's been in the league, what, eight, nine years. Uh, Gets down to the 12. There's 35 seconds left. Races everyone up and spikes it. Which, outside of 30, you don't want to bust it down there. You don't. You want that play. You're almost definitely going to want that play. It was so bad. Of course, Breeze, they didn't say a thing. Mm -hmm. And now you have three plays instead of four. And, and you're uh, forcing the last one at the goal line. Just suck. But yeah, you're... Go to the end zone with it. Like, just go. It adds an extra three seconds. You're almost definitely going to have 10 seconds left after all this. Go to the end zone. Those teams I thought were pretty even. Yeah. Burrow was good. I, he wasn't great, but he was good. He didn't He didn't do anything that really hurt them. I thought they had a really good pass rush on him most of the game. Like, they were in his face making him do stuff. But yeah. it became clear that whoever was lose, whoever was winning that game was probably the easiest out in the next round. Now they go to Tennessee. Seems like Henry's coming back. But we get this Bills-Chiefs game, which seems dumb because it's like, why do we have to see these teams I in round know. two? But the reason is they both lost to the Titans. Right. That's why we're getting this in round two. Neither yeah. of them could beat the Titans. So the Titans earned it and we shouldn't give them shit. But the Titans, this could go through Tennessee and they've been resilient all year. You're going to have the Bills-Chiefs are going to have this offensive holy war that's going to mm -hmm. be amazing. And all the Titans have to do is is just make sure Chase doesn't destroy them, and yeah. they're going to beat them. I think. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I would have loved to have split the Chiefs and Bills up, but you're right; it's their own fault for sure. Uh, and Kansas City lost at that Cincinnati game. Like that's why they, they had a yep. two touchdown lead two weeks ago. That's why right. uh, they should have been the one seed. But um, yeah, I don't know if if either of those teams is great. I, I know everybody's got a terrible loss, but Bengals lost to the Jets. The Titans lost to the Texans almost twice. So I'm not sure. Like, nothing's a guaranteed win, and the and the spreads will uh, reflect that. But, I mean, back to the Raiders just for a second. Like, I thought Passage, like, they've had such a screwed-up year. I actually yeah. thought he might kick a field goal at the end to cover the spread. And then we're going to learn <laughs> that he's part of this large consortium that just that pit, boss, pit boss is right. Yep, he's got his thug, thug buddies who bet millions on these games, and they covered the spread. And that's the end of the Raiders' season. Most That'd bizarre be season of all time. I'm really going to miss him. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll take a break and then uh, we'll talk a couple more things and then we'll do the round two lines. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside LDA 21 and up. 
This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, so the only game we didn't talk about was Bucks eagles which um, I'd like to thank both teams because I didn't think I was going to be able to get to go to cryo today. And <laughs> I really so needed, relatable. I really needed, I needed the bucks. I needed the cryo. bucks to get a big lead. They were able to do it. I was able to zoom on out there and get a little cryo. Yeah. You know, get the bad back. I'm not feeling great. Um, so you did a little cryo crying 30, when your, your pats lost last night. That was it. 31, nothing cranked it over there. And then all of a sudden the Eagles it's 31, yeah. 15. And they're in uh, cover range because it was eight, eight and a half most of the week. And right. all of a sudden it was like, wow, my God, are they going to actually, mm -hmm. is Jalen Hurts going to backdoor this again? I know a lot of Eagles fans. I think all of them saw everything they needed to see from Jalen Hurts. Ben Solak wrote about this for The Ringer today. It's like you could talk yourself into some positives. I just don't see it. I don't think he's a quarterback that can win multiple playoff games in a row. I, I, he misses guys all the time. His instinct is to run out of the pocket as fast as he can. And right. If I, as somebody who had bet on the Bucks, I was hoping the Eagles kept Jalen Hurts in versus uh, bringing in Minshew. That's had, a bad sign if you're an Eagles fan. I had longer range plans for that. I was hoping Hurts was so, somewhat serviceable. And oh my God, if he could pull off the upset in Tampa, then they go to Green Bay. And maybe even though they have three first round picks, maybe they hold on to Hurts. And I know he's not the answer. Keep him in the NFC East. Oh, because you're a Dallas fan. Yeah, yeah, of course. And plus, Cowboys would have had they won, which they didn't, would have had a home game against the Rams or uh, or Cardinals. But uh, yeah, that's what I, I want. The, the I want the the division to remain as it is with Hurts in there. But yeah, they I believe they have to move on from him now. I think he's a tweener. He's in that like Nick Foles, Tyrod Taylor, like those kind of guys mm -hmm. where he can definitely start if you catch him on the right look for a couple games, you could be like, oh, this guy, you know, like Case Keenum that year on the Vikings. Like there's that class of guys that are almost overqualified to be a backup, but if they're your starter, you know, nothing great's going to happen. And right. Andy Dalton's another one like that, but you just, so he's somewhere, Andy Dalton would be the high side because Andy Dalton actually won, you know, went 10 and six and made playoffs couple and stuff playoffs, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say like Case Keenum's probably the lower side because he really only had that one year, but or yeah. maybe one of the McCown brothers. But he's Matt, somewhere Matt in that Schaub. mix. Is it Matt Schaub, maybe? Matt Schaub's another one. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield's in that group. But these guys that you just fundamentally know, it's not you're not winning the Super Bowl with this person. Mm-hmm. So well, Mayfield it's easy them? because the the second contract is coming up, and that's where you could get really boned, right? So Hurts, yep. you wouldn't have to worry about that just yet. But the fact that they have this is the time to strike with with three first round picks, right? They could ship that right, off, but they, turn that into a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, God forbid, figure something. So out. that's that's the good thing about him as an asset because you could package him with at least two of those picks. Yeah, and maybe you go get, you know, somebody a little better. But I don't know. I don't see it. He's one of those guys. 
if you bet against them and he's playing well, you're you're like, oh wow, really? Today is going to be the day. And then right when you bet on him, he has the game like today. I was so scared Where, of that game. Uh, like we said, it went from eight and a half to seven. The uh, all favorites had covered yesterday. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the the sleepy Tom Brady game, and he was. He was terrific. No. Yeah, it was a little worrisome with the no running backs, especially mm-hmm. protecting the lead. It's funny watching these terrible pregame shows, though, where they have to go make the picks. Like, before the Steelers-Chiefs game, they went around. Everybody's like, I, I think the Steelers keep it close. <laughs> they, it's like, this line's been 13 all week. <laughs> We're supposed to take you seriously? It went right. around, the, ran around, the t- let's go to Jack Collins. Or, oh, I don't, I don't know. And they go to eight guys, and like six of them thought, oh, maybe the Steelers don't count them out. It's like, I'm definitely counting them out. They're they the all have one the score games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, listen, I think, I, what, what's the pre-production meeting for that segment? It's like, listen, this is, I know again, it goes <laughs> against your grain, but I want you to flat out lie to the public right now and say that you think this is going to be a right. close game because we need eyeballs. Yeah. No, I get it. Anybody watching only has thousands and thousands of dollars on it one way or another, you know, side or total, but uh, we need them to think it's a good game too. It's like, shut up. Oh, no, Honestly, it should be. It should be all gambling and gambling props. It should right. be like, hey, I think Jarek McKinnon is going to score a touchdown and get 110 all-purpose mm-hmm. yards, and you can get this on whatever betting site you want to go to for this price. And that yeah. should be the game. Instead, they're going around, and it's like, what do you expect from Ben Roethlisberger tonight? So you I don't think expect we're close. Bad passing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing different than what I've seen for the last four months. I, yeah. I expect sadness and <laughs> receivers being terrified that they might get paralyzed for yeah. a ball that's going over their head. Oh, um, yeah, it's really rough. Anyway, last thing I had for you was, oh, did we talk about the refs enough? Like, I guess the worst thing, I'm not complaining about six playoff games wildcard weekend. I loved it. Yeah. I don't like the Monday night. I wish they didn't do that. I think that that was a total money grab, whatever. More but games real is problem, more bad refs. Yeah, more games is more bad refs. Yeah. You have six games in a weekend. That means we get Jerome Boger. Why though? Well, does everybody and you else see have him COVID? And it's like, like if twenty refs had COVID, I could see putting Boger in there or whatever the the, the Hockleys or whatever. Like, but why? Why? What? What more do you need to see from these guys? The thing is, if you remove gambling and fandom, mm-hmm. and we were just watching <laughs> these games just because right. we like football. Yeah, it would be awesome to see Jerome Bogart. It's like the game's drunk the entire time. You, you see, you're seeing huddles for five minutes for calls. You don't know what the answer is. So. And yeah. Confused refs and inadvertent whistles, and it would be like way more exciting. But when there's actual money and right. fandom involved, you can't have bad refs. Yeah, that's where you go to a racetrack. If you didn't bet on them, look, just look at the beautiful horses and how fast they move. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. But there is gambling, so we have to have good, good people in there, competent officials. Uh, yeah, you see nuts. Jerome Bogart, you see Sean Hockley, and it's just like the game has just done two shots. Yeah. And it's just had like three beers. It's like, all right, wheels have come off. Mm-hmm. Put some quarters in the jukebox. What were the calls? Long night. There was somewhere they're like, and that's one of those things where they don't even need to review it. They go right to New York and New York overruled them. Like, yeah, what, what was that? I was like, oh, I've never wow. seen that in my life. Oh, let, let's get more of that. As long as, yeah. you know, as long as the right, you know, it's not the women from The View in New York, right? Like we got we have football people that know what they're doing, making that call. I like that. Well, we'll have better refs next weekend because there's only four games. Right. A couple other things. So the the commercial that was shown the most all weekend, so we're all watching the same games, was was probably that Applebee's commercial where they use the Cheers music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was I just personally violated by that. Really? All due respect to Applebee's, whatever. I'm sure it's a fine restaurant, but 
The cheer song's iconic. <laughs> it belongs to Cheers. So you can't take the cheer song and right. then make it seem like Applebee's is like, you know, being with like Norman Cliff and Sammy mm -hmm. and Diane and come on. I was outraged. I got a million I, I, of those. I put a curse I, on Applebee's. I have, uh, you know, my thing was with uh, Neil Diamond and the Jimmy Fallon movie that that killed me. Obviously, oh my I don't god, like, that that's yeah. a disaster. I have, I have about ten of these. We could do an hour on this. Uh, obviously, the Journey um, and the Sopranos and Don't Stop Believing and that terrible scene. By the way, I rewatched that scene. That is awful. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I, I don't want to go watching uh, Meadow Parallel Park for two and a half minutes. And we still don't know what the hell happened <laughs> oh, no. at the end. I'm sorry. Do you want to do, do you, we could do on the prestige TV podcast. You and I could just break down the season. Let's the do series it. Finale, the Let's do it. I hadn't I'm seen it in, in so I long. love it. I get Bullshit. so excited when I, when I hear don't stop believing now. It oh, makes me think God. of the diner. It's great. Yeah. Hey, I took the liberty. I, I ordered onion rings for the table. Okay. Okay. Let's stare <laughs> at each other and let's stare at who's at the other tables. And let's watch Meadow. Members Parallel only Park. Jackie guy comes in. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Give me a break. Great stuff. Uh, more stuff. No, no Baker Mayfield this weekend from what I could see. No Baker Mayfield commercials. Oh yeah, I think you're he's right. out. I don't think we'll ever see him in a commercial again. I think he's done. Yeah, they can't go back to him. Right. Maybe they go to Big Ben next year. This was Tafoya's second to last NBC game. They announced this week she's out mm -hmm. after, uh, after this season. Right. So again, you know, we, we were being detectives like, this is weird. Why are you on a three week bye week? No, no, it's fine. But mm -hmm. everyone gets a bye week and now she's no longer going to be involved in the coverage. But she had a great run. She had a very nice quote. I still think it's super fishy. Hey, listen, you uh, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit here. You, you called the Tafoya thing. And last I week did. we mentioned Andrew, the giant luck. And he shows up <laughs> right. in the in the pregame show <laughs> for the college later. football championship. He was uh, yeah. Where the, how did that happen? So we need to talk about somebody who we haven't seen in a while that we want to bring bring back to the right because if 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 we if we discuss it, it will happen. James Gandolfini, I love that guy. <laughs> I, know, I know he's dead, but can I, he come back? Do I don't think that's the same. No, no. Let's do before we do round one lines quickly. Super mm -hmm. Bowl odds. Oh, well, we now have conference. Now everything's Fandle tight. Has conference odds. Oh, I know. this is great. Everything's tight now, though. They, you're not going to, right? It's just based on two games now, the rest of the way. Yeah, Titans looked, plus 320. I which, looked at these. Yeah. Yeah, Titans plus 320. So if you think they're going to beat the Bengals, they'll probably be next round, like, plus six, plus seven. So that's not a good bet. Yeah, I mean, the Niners have been the best bet for, like, two months. They're even now at plus 550, I still like. What do we have them at, 17 to one? We have them at 17 to one. I even forgot about that until I just brought that up. Ugh. You know, the cards right now on FanDuel are 12 to 1. Well, they obviously, yeah, they have the do you, extra What game. do you think happens tomorrow night, Rams? Because I actually think the Cardinals win tomorrow night. Do you? I'm, I'm yeah. I wish I trusted either of these teams. I know it's a stay away. I know, I know. Really the two Wonk teams. I got to go like, Rams. I don't know why I like McVay as much as I do, but I think eventually he has to show that he's the better coach. They activated Eric Weddle. I know. Everyone that's was bad. like, no, no, it's just for the practice squad. This guy was like us the last two years. He was on his couch. Now I he's know. actually. They, they spent $300 million dollars on their defense, and, and Eric Weddle jumps in the picture. Yeah. So if the Cardinals won that game, um, then they're going to Tampa, a team that has no running game. And I. I, I just feel like Tampa's beatable. I don't know what week it is, but I, I certainly wouldn't be afraid to go in there if I was Arizona. Well, that's the thing. I don't think so. I don't know if you thought the Bills are a team that could win the Super Bowl, but after this week, you, you think they, it's definitely doable, right? It's is it doable. possible that even though we don't like either really of these teams for Monday night, that they put on such a 
strong showing that like, hey, this Rams team or this Cardinals team could actually be in the big game. Like maybe we are underestimating them a little because if they both play their best game, yeah, you got to throw them in uh, with all these teams. But I don't like that they have the extra game. Hopkins could be back at some point. Mm -hmm. So you have that too. I still like the Niners team the most out of out of all the NFC teams. Now we gotta find out what happened with Bosa. That was scary. I was those ones always scare me with the guy who's diving for the quarterback and his teammates coming the other way and oh, yeah. their head neck goes sideways. It, yeah, I almost wonder why that doesn't happen more often. But mm-hmm. thank God it doesn't. But it was a um, lot tamer on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, was Harrison watching the Nickelodeon? No, I refused. Once I, I, you know, we turned over for 10 minutes and I saw the 49ers entire offense get slimed and it didn't seem to affect them at all. And I was like, all right, this is dumb. Let me change this (laughs) over. (laughs) They should have slimed Mike McCarthy over and over again. It would have had more Cowboys. (laughs) Just slime in his gullet. Yeah. Round two line. So if my information is correct, it's Titans first, then Packers, and then Chiefs and Bucks on Sunday or for, that's the order? Uh, that is correct. Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills is the late Sunday game, and then Bucks. So Bucks is before Chiefs, Bills. That's right. Okay. I like how they did this. Where this was the only way they could have done it. Where the four or five. Now we know. Yeah, there's they no, had to no chicanery. Yeah, right. So this game, this I thought it was going to be Patriots, Bills. I thought that would be the Monday game because that was a wait. Right? Is that a four or five? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. I think what probably happened is CBS probably wanted Pat's bills, but in retrospect, that was a mistake. Right. I, yeah. It was so funny when Aikman got mad that he didn't have the <laughs> Niners Cowboys game. He's, he was like the guy who drove cross country almost all the way to Massachusetts and then in Connecticut. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll take it from here and grab the <laughs> car from him. He didn't get to do it. He got that crappy. He's like, I game. don't even want to be here for this Eagles game. Shit. I know. <laughs> well, Aikman's getting crustier in a good way. Yeah, as he gets older, like the the Hertz type of quarterbacks, he has no tolerance for anymore. Like the Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, the checkdown guys, or the guys who don't stay in the pocket, or the guys who miss receivers, and he can like barely mask his disgust. I'm with There's you. some Hertz plays today where he was just like, I mean, you got to see that. You just have to see that uh, Goddard going over the middle. You can't yeah. miss that. I like. He never it. used to be as uh, direct. All right, round two lines. Tennessee is home for Joey B. Mm-hmm. and the Cincinnati Bengals. Kudos to the Bengals and Bills, by the way, for figuring out how to suck up to their smaller market fans. I love it. So you see the videos of the of what them do you going mean? to different... The Zach Taylor and those guys going to like three different bars in oh, Cincinnati right, right. last Taylor, night with yeah, game balls. Game yeah, ball good to stuff. The fans. Yeah, that, was that stuff goes a long way. I like that. that. Uh, all right, I have the Titans favored by four and a half oh. over the Bengals. All right. I hit this exactly. I said three. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't Derrick Henry playing? I believe he is. Oh, that line's love too the low. Bengals. Oh my God. I don't get that at all. There's wow. a, I, I don't get this next one. But yeah, uh Derrick Henry's supposed to be playing. And wow, Cincinnati. The t- the, Jesus. The Titans are like nobody believes in us to the bitter end. They're gonna be in the fucking Super Bowl and people are gonna be like, ah. Was Cincy the worst winner this week? No. Yeah. They were right. Hundred percent. Buffalo, Tampa, right? Uh, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, depending on tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I think since he won their game, I just I don't uh, see they're so both so full of shit. Sometimes these teams. So uh, yeah, he, he could probably make it a little higher, but 
three seems Titans. Right. Titans had a lot of good wins this year. They did. And I think they're well coached, and this is the healthiest they've probably been the whole season. Mm-hmm. They have pass rush. They can run the ball. The only thing that didn't work out for them was Julio because he sucked for them. Yeah, but they have a pass rush. I think they're a good home team, and they they persevered in all these different ways. I also really liked Foreman. I thought he got better as the year went along. He so had three hundred yards. Henry games, Foreman combo. Yeah. yeah, and AJ Green, uh, AJ Brown was tremendous, starting with that 49ers game, which I think was his first tremendous first uh, game back. So that I was impressed with them in the Pats game. They just kept turning the ball over, but they ran all over a second. Great wins. Should have been a red flag. Terrible losses, though. That's what's weird. Yep. Jets, uh, like I said, Texans, almost Texans But the Jets, twice. they were missing everybody. The Texans, yeah. at least one of them, they were missing people. That line's yeah. too low. I might, I might bet the Titans. Tonight. That might be a, se- uh, a sh- shaky secondary game, right? Because they have to put that AFC South game in the early uh, spot on Saturday. One way or another. Yeah, that's a great point, Sal. The... Usually round two, there's at least one real star in the game. Now, yeah. you would argue Derrick Henry and Joe Burrow are real stars, but they're not mm-hmm. like name recognition in right. commercial stars. Mm-hmm. I think Burrow's going to get there. I, I do like him. And maybe Chase will get there. But yeah, that man, that's a disrespectful line of the Titans. I see you, Titans. Uh, <laughs> all right, Saturday night, Packers-Niners. Niners coming off uh, a late Sunday game. This is a pretty tough spot. Going to Lambeau. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be cold. And I think we have to factor in the injuries. I don't think this line gets to six. I think it's in the Vegas zone. I have Packers by five and a half. All right, you're going to get this. Um, I said six and a half. It's four and a half. Talk about yep. disrespect. Oh, I called that's, it Vegas that's zone. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's right in this Vegas zone, but it shouldn't be. Like Packers have been money makers all year for the gamblers. 49ers are on the road. All the reasons you said. Short week. Injured best defensive player, maybe two best. What the hell? Why isn't the Cowboys were three and three and a half, and that came down to the last minute? Like, how, why the Packers should definitely be six? Why is I think it so there's low? real questions about the Packers' defense. How flimsy is it? Is it a decent defense? Is it an actual good defense? Where is it? I, I I'm in the Smith decent back. camp. Yeah, I yeah. think they're gonna be all right. That's uh, I know we're all running right. out of teaser games, but money line. Really like no, it. money line it. You could money line it with the Bucks. Yeah, that's true. You know, if the Niners win this and the Bucks win, you know it's at stake, right? The Niners win and the Bucks. What is that? It's Brady going against the second wife. Oh, right. Yeah. Why? How did I not? Yeah, that's right. Brady and Jimmy G. This oh, is it. Wow. This is Shelly Long against Kirstie Alley. We're oh, fucking that's off. That's the thing to root for. This hey, is happening. So I'm looking at Saturday Green Bay weather, uh, 21 high. Oof. 21 high, too low. Oh, that's fun. Jesus. That's fun. Yeah. You remember um, the Malcolm Butler play? I do. There was that great moment when they cut to the past sideline. Look at me talking about the past great Patriot things. This is all I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Brady's jumping up and down with his hands in his head, right? He just loses it because he's like, oh my God, we won the Super Bowl. And Garoppolo comes and he jumps over to join in on the celebration and Brady just completely snubs him and goes toward really? Josh McDaniels and yeah. celebrates with him. And Garoppolo sees it immediately and goes another direction. <laughs> but I remember seeing that going, oh, interesting. Brady, he's, Garoppolo's a little on his corner. And then you would read all these stories about 
Um, the teammates love Jimmy. Brady got suspended because of the flake eight. Jimmy was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff was like, oh my God, Jimmy, the teammates love Jimmy. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And yeah. then it all leads to all of a sudden they're trading Jimmy. So of course. just from a storyline standpoint, like Seth Wickersham, get those fingers ready for your Brady Jimmy G story. Cause uh it this is the first wife, second wife battle. And they, by the way, not inconceivable. This is Brady's last game. I keep I keep telling people this. Is that, that right? You think so? I don't. I don't think. I think everything's on the table after this season for him. He said ten more years. You're not even going to give him one. I think everything's on the table. Mm. I do. All shitty I, meals are on the table. Yeah. I could every see that. game could be his last. But I mean, he still looks great. He looked good today. All right, Sunday. So that L.A. or Arizona at Tampa Bay is the early one. That's it. Um, we'll we'll guess that last. Well, we'll okay. get. Let's guess the Chiefs Bills because we okay. know that's. Happening. Chiefs, Bills, mm-hmm. Romo, Mahomes, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Buffalo, never won a Super Bowl. Incredible journey. <laughs> a lot of heartache. But more importantly, this is a who is the best player in the league game. It really is. You rarely get to see these. Two pretty what? even teams. Chiefs are home. Best Let's future go. player. I mean, we're kick, we're kicking Aaron Rodgers out of that conversation. Best future franchise player. Is that what you're saying? All right. But yeah, we'll go best twenty something franchise guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this game. This is the best. It should be last. So you would you would rather have Rodgers than either of these guys this year? I think, I think that's so. the right answer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's the guy who seems uh, most bored with the game. That's who I'm going with. That's who you want. All right. Most yeah. bored, less least excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I looked at this Chiefs-Bills line long and hard. Home home field not worth quite as much as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think these teams are dead even, and a dead even to me now means minus two and a half, and that's what I'm going with. Chiefs by two and a half. You nailed it. You really did nail it. I said three. It's two and a half. Mm-hmm. In the old days, it's three. Now it's two and a half. Well, here's the other thing I'll say. they So the better set, there are low limits for Sunday night and Monday. So they could get away with making it two and a half if there's a bunch of Chiefs love out there. They could, they could, the odds makers could put it out there just to see where the movement is. If it's two and a half by Sunday or Saturday, that that's a different story. But um, I would have given it the full three. That's a little bit disrespectful for that Chiefs team. It took a minute to get going last tonight. Certainly, certainly an enticing number for them. I'll tell you, Jarek McKinnon, I think, is a big yeah. difference for them. Right. You could feel it in that week 18 game. You could see it. We we talked about it on uh, Thursday's podcast here that he gives them a toughness and a little pizzazz that I don't think any of their other running backs give them. And he can run and catch. Great. Which is yeah. huge. And and look, what do we talk about with the Chiefs? They can't kill the clock, right? So they need to they need a runner. And with Edwards Alaire in and out, whatever, every week it's a different story. Yeah, McKinnon's nice. 12 carries, 61 yards, and then took it for another 81 through the air. The only thing is, he's so small. You see him like get... I know. The Chiefs got hit almost late out of bounds about seven times. Right. Steelers just lower his shoulder. He goes flying across like three rows into the the bench there. So uh, I worry about him making it to the finish line. They only need three more games from him. Right. Right. Edward Solaire comes back next week. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that line stays at two and a half. Really? I don't think they want that to go to three, especially because uh, 
you know, then you could start adjusting the line, taking the bills to four, four and a half, stuff like that, if you want to get frisky. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what Bucks, a great game. I'm so excited. I wish, they, I wish they split them up, but what are you going to do? I thought Romo was fantastic today. Yeah. I think he had a pretty spotty regular season, especially like in the games that just weren't good games. I think the one thing he, and Curtis always points this out, the thing that made Madden so great was he was great in the shitty games. You know, mm-hmm. he was great in the games that it's like 38 to 10. Right. And Romo is really good in the good games still, which is the most important quality. But I thought, I thought he was dead on today, 90 different times, pointing out like, oh, they're doing this. That slant's mm-hmm. going to be open there. Is, is Lamb going to see it? And I just really, I felt like I, I was just locked into that game. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have friends ask me like, you know, because I, I know him, we know him. And it's like, yeah. do you think it, would he coach if the if the numbers and the terms were right? Could he coach the Cowboys? What if they asked him? I was like, I don't think so. I think it's a hard no go way. at him. First of all, he yeah. makes a ton of money doing the TV. I know yeah. he loves Jerry. He named his kid Jones. Like, so I think he did enough there. But, um, you know, being able to call the plays and see the field as a field general kind of is different than coaching that team. Like, that's a... That's a mess of a situation, but I agree with you. And the, the the added layer to this game is you went back and forth between Romo appreciating how tough it is for the Cowboys to win through the years because he went through it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. With the dysfunctionals. So there was a little bit of a, uh-huh, uh, I get this. I don't think he was yes. rooting against Dak, but then also he's rooting for the Cowboys too. So it, it went back and forth and it's uh, it's just a great dynamic when he calls the Cowboys games. I think also he's the one announcer we have who will actually get frustrated if people are making mistakes or dumb things are happening. Yeah. I think everybody else is careful or yeah. I mean, Breeze was ridiculously careful the other day. I would have gone Collinsworth, gone for it on some of these fourth downs. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I just, I I just love it. I love it all. He'll go after the coaches. Collinsworth Mm -hmm. used to do that, but I think as, as he's gotten older and more entrenched, he's a little more scared. I think Boomer Esiason's the one guy, I mean, the pregame shows are all bad, but Boomer's the one guy who actually says stuff on those shows. Great. Like he'll he'll be like, "Yeah, this guy, you know, if if they don't win this, then you got to consider this didn't work." Blah, I, blah, blah. I I had to be one of the last inside the NFL watchers, and now it's on like Paramount. Now it's streaming, so I don't I can't yeah. even DVR it. But uh, <laughs> they it they combined it with Challenge All Stars. It's Boomer yeah. and Johnny Bananas <laughs> doing football. Yeah. That but would actually be a good show. That. All right, Bucks. So we have two options. We have Bucks home for the Rams. We have Bucks home for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm beating you two to one, right? Yep. So if you want to do this tomorrow, I don't know. We we could no. Uh, we should make each okay. of these worth a half point. Okay. Or no, we'll be whatever one wins that's worth a point. All Let's right. do it yeah. that way. We'll yeah. report it. Yeah. Okay. So I have Bucks over the Rams. I have this in the Vegas zone. I have Bucks by four and a half over the Rams. All right. I said four. Bucks Cardinals. Jack that up a little bit. I Bucks by six over the Cardinals. Okay, I said five. Okay, so I'm on the I'm on the lower end of uh, both of those. All right, so you're shorting me basically. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think how you're like view- price, you're no you're like Price is Right. You went you no went no no I I'll show you I no in a good way written. no okay. no I'm, yeah I had it written down. Uh, I didn't say you didn't. I didn't say you cheated. Well, what were they today? They were, so they were just. They went off at seven against Philly. I think it's. I think that's three points better. These teams. I thought that was better. weird. I thought that was the weirdest line movement 
that really yeah. seemed like a lot of people just convincing themselves that we hadn't had an underdog cover yet. I know. Maybe and that's got super excited thing. about it. Maybe that's another thing I have to abandon. Like the, uh, I, and I, I know it to be true that the Saturday games have nothing to do with the Sunday games. But I also know how when I talk to you and it's like, oh, I got killed this weekend, or oh, we did great this weekend. They only let you have so many winners, but as the case is, they let you have a lot this week. Um, before we do Parent Corner, there was some dramatic, dramatic MVP stuff. Oh, it's still locked. Jesus. What? NFL? I oh, went NBA. on FanDuel. I went on FanDuel to see the MVP. Durant got hurt. He's out like four yeah. eight weeks. The MVP is now completely wide open. Mm -hmm. I talked about this on Tuesday's pod because I was saying I didn't, all due respect to Curry, but I, I felt like he wasn't having like an all-time Curry season. And I, I thought the MVP was a little more available. This is what mm -hmm. even House and I were talking about too. Right. That it was people had just penciled him in after 30 games and the statistical resume wasn't quite there. So it seemed open to me. And I thought Durant was going to be the guy that came on. Now he's hurt. I don't think Curry, Curry's been in like a semi-slump for a month. Did John ja Moran move down from 30? We talked last week it was 30. Yeah, Jaws. Jaws probably in the 20s now, but still not mm -hmm. out there. Then Giannis, the Bucks just can't get going yet. And the guy who's probably sitting there is the best bet is Jokic. And mm -hmm. I think Jokic was like 8 to 1, 10 to 1 range. But he's been incredible. Like, he, like I had a friend today I was talking to who was like, Jokic is going to have a 30-20-10 this season. He's going to mm -hmm. have a triple-double where he's 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. Is like in play for him. He's keeping this Nuggets team that's missing their second and third best guy all season. And he's keeping them in the loop and they're hanging around and they're, you know, like they're going to be a playoff seed in that four to seven range. So I have odds that I could be pretty sure that Fandle is going to put up soon. So Jokic yep. is about plus 650. Hmm. John Morant's 15 to one. Wow. Oh, so he went way down. Yeah. DeRozan sneaks in there too. The 30 to one. But Durant's seven. Uh, Giannis plus four twenty five and Curry still plus one ninety. Yeah, so be is Chris have it is Chris Paul on there? He's uh, nowhere. Hold on, I'm scrolling. Because I'm I, scrolling. I was yeah, trying no, to think of 60, narratives. Sixty to one is about eighth. Yeah, because I was thinking about narratives. If nobody's going to take it, right? If there's no good candidate and Phoenix mm -hmm. ends up being the best record, I could see around the sixty game mark the Chris Paul campaign starting with people like. Hey, this guy's the heart and soul of that team. They're a lottery team when he showed up. He makes everyone better. Shouldn't this matter? And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, a, a Chris Paul snowball starts. I would keep an eye on that one. Right. All right. That's yeah, a good there one. You go. That's a good all one. All right. It's parent corner time. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad for you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those, they bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen. 
Talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. BetterHelp, a convenient and flexible way since it's entirely online right now. It's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Take a full month to love it or return it with the CarMax Love Your Car Guarantee. Now you have 30 days to decide if a car is the right fit and you can return it for any reason up to 1,500 miles for a full refund. Make sure it fits the golf clubs, the kids' sports bags, and all the stuff you actually drive around with every day. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal, you are on the clock. All right, so, you know, we always want to do well by our kid. You know, we want to want to be remembered, right? When you go, you know, you have friends dying and you, you go to these memorials and kids go up and they say great things like, ah, that's what I need. I need my kids to say great things about me. And I want to hear about how I'm a good provider and I help put them through college and, you know, whatever. I was a loving father and help them get a car when time was right. But what's not remembered and to me, which is more important than any of those things, is when you're eight-year-old, you wake them up at 5.30 a.m. on Super Wild Card Saturday, and you pack him up, and you pack his gear out, and you drive 65 miles to a Little League tournament in which his team walks in six runs in the top of the first inning. Mm. And that's the true measure of a father that, he drives that kid back, you know, the next day because he has to stay over because miraculously they win the second game and they have to, whatever, they have to make it the second day. It's a two-day tournament. Um, yeah, uh, you know, money that, grab. Yeah, yeah, money grab for sure. Money all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm watching these playoff games with these fathers who don't care nearly as much as I do because they have $25 on and I have 25000 you know. <laughs> so, uh, so that's basically it. I just want to... Uh, I just want to add that to my eulogy um, from Harrison right there. This sounds like this should be a commercial for State Farm or one of these places. Where <laughs> Can I make it? The Real Dads. Remember, didn't they oh, used yeah. to have like the Real Moms commercial? It should be the Real Dads. The the dads who are sitting on some uncomfortable Little League bench. They're trying right. to follow some playoff football game on an iPhone as, as 17 walks in a row are happening. It's some terrible... Six runs. It's 8.30 in the morning. We drove an hour and a half. It was crazy. Six runs walked in. What the hell's going on? It's really something. I, I think about it. We've talked about this. I think about it a lot because my daughter's halfway through her junior year. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if she's going to play in college or not. It seems like... It looks like she might. But just thinking like this is the tail end of all of these weekends driving her around everywhere. And it's, we're now in like the 16th hole of this golf tournament, basically. Yeah. And then that's it. And it's like, is she going to appreciate that? Is she going to be sitting around someday going, oh man, you know, it was great when how my dad just drove me to all those games. And just, just really devoted his so. weekends to this. I don't, I don't feel think... like she's going to be thinking no. that way. No, she should. She's going to be should. like, I need $20 from dad. I mean, do we, we do of. we appreciate it? Do we appreciate, I, I don't remember it being, um, 
this uh, series. Yeah, I definitely so didn't just appreciate driving it. Around. Yeah, no. Yeah, all right. Good. It is no, a game no. changer when they can at least drive themselves to practice. Oh, for sure. It's the greatest. That part's I mean, great. Yeah, you have to pick up the parking tickets, you know, two, three a week, but whatever. It's fine. My parent corner, um, the parking tickets. <laughs> My parent corner, as usual, I can't do the best ones. But um, <laughs> there's so many good ones that I just can't do. But uh, I mentioned last week about how my son ordered all those shirts that he custom made. Oh, yeah. We Did haven't gotten in? those yet. No, wow. it, hopefully next week. Hopefully I'll have some news next week. But okay. my son seems to have the ball buster um, fucker, fuck around gene that you and I love cousin it. Jimmy have. They're in a Target. Him and his uh, buddy Jackson were in a Target yesterday. And they figured out how to control the um, sound system in the target. And nice. Got on, <laughs> and they played the Pornhub theme song for everyone <laughs> in the target, and kept playing it over and over again. And nobody knew what was happening. And then finally, they saw the two kids laughing, and the security guard started coming at them, and they ran out the store <laughs> and ran away. They and told you the story. Told me the, oh, yeah, he excitedly <laughs> told me the story, and I'm like, "Oh, all right, so you're that kid." Oh, that's great. So he's now hitting that stage where he's they're combining technology with all the same ball busting stuff that uh, our generation did. I need to be proud. Yeah, just as long as the next step is that. Isn't that he stars in a Pornhub video? I think you're good. <laughs> I think the alarming thing for me was I didn't know there was a Pornhub theme song, but apparently there is. Yeah. And I didn't want to like really go down the road of how do you guys know there's, yeah, but yeah. it's on YouTube. You can find it. No, it was either going to be the, the for Applebee's, it was either going to be the Cheers theme song or the Pornhub oh, the theme Pornhub. song. They gonna, yeah, they were going to go with either of those. So that's Parent Corner presented by Pornhub. And <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so I think he's at that stage now and I'm really excited to see how Where did he do it? Where, where's that intercom? Aside from know, by, they, the, by the each register. They looked on the phone and they saw the Wi-Fi and they figured out how to go oh into the Bluetooth God. and just wow. mess with it. That's yeah. great. Yeah, so he was really excited about it. And uh, and then I had to yell at him. That's good. And I don't think it's a crime either. So I'm saying like, uh, I mean, it's funny if it is, but if you're, and you're admitting it here, but no. It's they, like claimed, they claimed multiple security guards were laughing. Oh, okay. Uh, but crime. that maybe not the one that was chasing them as they ran outside, <laughs> but they said the other one thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax has reimagined car buying by putting you in the driver's seat. You can do it all online or head to the lot to actually kick the tires or any combination of the two. It's totally up to you. When you're ready to find your next car, do it your way. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal. So if if Cards Rams is amazing for some reason, we'll go on. Or okay. if there's some major injury or something, we'll go on Green Room and we'll do 10 minutes and make a pick. If not, sounds good. come back next week. What uh, tell, tell us what do you have to plug? Fox Bet Live, Monday, Thursday, Friday, extrapoints.com. All your gambling needs are uh, covered there. Against all odds, we'll go over the side and the total and props and first touchdown for Arizona and the Rams. By the way, our... Um, we did well on our futures. Even on this show, we did we picked the over-unders. I think you were 15, 13, and four. I was 19, 9, and four. In wow. The over-unders. And we picked some exact too. Like I think we both had like Texans to win exactly four games was five to one. Bills to win exactly eleven was plus wow. five fifty. We should go back and and look at those because we hit those exact numbers. That's the way to uh to do those. I don't know why I can't turn this into a profit in real life, but we gave up uh, we gave out winners. 
I talked to House this week and we mm-hmm. were just kind of figuring out like who like bets and did we like the same bet stuff at like that. We started talking about the Lions bet we made. Yeah. House said he went through our text thread yeah. with you, which by the way, has thousands of texts. So just going backwards on that takes like four hours, probably yeah, to yeah. get back to late August, early September. And he said, reading the text of us coming up with that Lions bet got him all bummed out and sad all over again. We, oh, we no. basically laid it all out. It was like, here's their <laughs> schedule. It's impossible for them to win. What did they end up with? Four four wins? Three wins? Three they, t- wins. they had a tie. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, they, they were th- three, yeah, right. 13 yeah. and one. And we yeah. we laid it all out. We were like, here's their schedule and this and this. And they have these three. And we were like, it would be impossible for them to win more <laughs> than three games. And we weren't wrong, but it all came down to this stupid Green Bay game where if there was a real number one pick in the draft, if yeah. freaking Trevor Lawrence was in this draft, there's no way they're trying in the fourth quarter of that game. But of course, it's the one draft where there's no pure number one. Right. So it just keeps going. And they're like, fuck it. Let's try to win. Who cares where we draft? And we lose our bet. We had it, we had it locked up uh, with three minutes left. They had no business beating the Packers. Like it was so stupid. Four to one. It was the right pick. Yeah. Oh, that I feel bad then, for him. I mean, that, he's going back like a thousand texts. Like that's a ton of texts. That's reverse therapy. That's really bad. The good thing Four is hours. it wasn't a text thread with with Hench on it because that would have been like fifty two thousand texts, forty nine thousand from Hench. <laughs> but but yeah, so he so we're on the phone. We're both. It's like the middle of a workday, and we're like a ten minute conversation about our Lions' worst record bet. <laughs> Gotta love gambling. So uh, next year we got to hit that thing. Why didn't they quit on their coach like everyone else did? Sons of bitches. They didn't just quit on their coach. They like they went the other way. They right. believed they tripled down on their coach. They yeah. were, they, it was like what sports should all be about. And somehow we had them for worse I record. Know. Why didn't I we know. bet on the team that had the worst coach in the last 10 years and they fired him? With, he, right. And he, there's videos of him in a bar and everyone hated him. And why didn't oh, we bet on that team? Shit. Well, we did well with our over-unders. <laughs> Yeah, uh, silver lining. All right, cuz, we'll talk to you next week as always. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Sal. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing the podcast as always. Don't forget, Monday Night Rewatchables doing Miracle, me and Chris Ryan. And on the Prestige TV podcast, I'm going to be on there talking about Yellow Jackets. Really hope you're watching that show. It is excellent. And I will see you on this feed on Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.